Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we go, Davey. Who they? Who they? Who they? They're going to be the Bengals. Who they? to fuck you we, we like, like the bangles i'm your host alex schubert singing across from me is lloyd johnson lloyd johnson and sitting to my left guest and listener neil meyer out of bloomington indiana welcome oh, to shit. cincinnati hey, fellas yeah welcome to the pod uh, you've been listening all season pretty much i have yeah we apologize <laughs> <laughs> you've listened to us bullshit did you listen to the off season too those are some of my I, favorite episodes I, I listened to the the last one so like the Alex Schubert's like Midnight Express uh, Jaunt Through Jail episode <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was that was one of the craziest <laughs> nights of my life they are little boys of, our little boys a criminal yep just like Lee Kimbrell on the fridge there <laughs> Lloyd has a picture of dear friend of the pod, Lee Kimbrell, uh, after a drunken and disorderly arrest. Uh, so, because friend of the pod and family member of the pod, Lily Johnson, has gone out of her way to try and find my mugshot from the night I got arrested. Ooh. And she she's like, make shirts and she, oh, yeah. she really does just enjoy torturing me. <laughs> it's the best. She rules, man. Yeah, she's hilarious. She came on and did Burns last year, and I think she, she read the ad, did the ad reads. She did the ad reads for Manscaped and Blue Chew. Yeah, Blue Chew is you know Blue Chew is. I do know Blue Chew. I've ordered and used Blue Chew. Really? I did. It hurt my How tummy. Does, really? Chewy dick pills. It hurt my Chewy tummy. Dick pills. I, I I I'm a along with Bengal stuff. I'm a pro wrestling guy. Okay. So like fucking every. Oh, single so you're one a comedian. Of, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, though, though I I haven't gone all the way. I'm not like a turn-based pen and paper role-playing game guy. Okay. Yet, or and I'm not into expensive sneakers. Okay. Because like every other dude comedian I know now is a fucking sneaker guy. See, that's why I'm not a comedian, because I like combat sports instead of wrestling, and my feet are too big to buy cool <laughs> shoes. <clears throat> like, I wear a size 16, so it's just like, yeah. what do you have? And they're like, <laughs> this one. I'm like, I'll take it. They're like, do you want to look at it? I'm like, does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> it's just what I'm going to wear for the next year and a half. 
Could you bet on pro wrestling? You could. You can. There, yeah. There's, there's it's, stuff. It's sad, but it yeah. happens. Yeah, like you bet on events that are like fixed and stuff? Yes. Yeah. It, that, well, it, it's, it, it's so weird. It's like betting on like a TV show. It's all right. Like, you know, it, it's like if you were like, oh, I'm, I'm watching Perry Mason and I'm going to bet that Perry's <laughs> going to crack baby. the case. <laughs> I'm going to bet there's a dead baby in the first episode. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Dead babies or first episodes? Both. Okay. Jonathan Reich. Kind of the same thing. I mean, yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I've never gone. Well, if in. you had to, if you had to go somewhere to bet on that, where would you go? I'd go to bet online. That's a good call. It's a great call because the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff, and the MLB World Series is in full swing. Game six, I believe, is tonight. <sighs> You're not a ball with a stick guy. No, or a full swing. No. It's just the read. I know. Um, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Pod Daddies. Thank you, Pod Daddies. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Armchair All Americans. Andrew Stevens, our podcast daddy, he's the best. Um, so shout out Armchair All Americans. Check out some of. The, I just listened to uh, Sorry We Love Football. They're a friend of ours. I mean, and by that I mean they just we just follow each other on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> they just go through like each game and like they just preview it and all that shit. They're a member of the Armchair Network. The new Nasty Boys are a member of the Armchair Media Network. Yeah. They're the best. Billy DeVore and Lee Kimbrell. Do you know those guys? I know Billy. Billy's one of, he's a former host of the podcast, one of yeah, my closest yeah, yeah. friends. DJ at his wedding. Oh, boy. That was, I was just talking about that uh, uh, today, actually, just how Billy got plastered at the Woodward and <laughs> threw a bottle of water down to the main floor. <laughs> oh, man. And you're a Bloomington guy, right? I am, but like I have Cincinnati connections because I'm from just over the border in Brookville, okay. Indiana, home of the lake, and and that's yep. it. Okay. Uh, so like, <laughs> like it's it's weird. I like I'm I think of myself as an Indiana guy. Okay. But like growing up, like Cincinnati stuff is where we would go and do things. So like Reds, Bengals. Yeah, Red, Reds, Bengals, but then like. IU basketball and football okay. for college stuff. Oh, okay. And then so, friendship when they're feeling really hillbilly. Exactly. <laughs> Man. I've been to Bloomington. I know what's up. Yeah. I love kind Bloomington. Of. Yeah, no. It, it, it's it's rad. It's, you know, I, I've been there long enough now, though. Like, I, I do wonder, like, anywhere when you decide, okay, I'm living here, where you're like, fuck, did I pick the wrong horse? But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I picked a good one. Because you're... And if not, there's plenty of them out that way, so... Yeah. Because you're in uh, the home, you're in the city where the comedy attic resides. It is incredible yeah. comedy club. Uh, yeah, I, I, it didn't like I, I wasn't officially dean, but I guess I, be, I am a comedy attic guy now. Yep. You know, so like I'm, you know, working the mic. I just hosted this past weekend for Tom Takar. For Tom Takar, one of the funniest people in the world. Yeah, yeah. Remember back when he was Tom Brady? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I. It took me a little bit, but like I. Don't even think of him as Tom Takar. I don't even think of him as Tom Brady anymore. I think of him as Tom Takar. Yeah. And he's so fucking funny. He hosts a podcast called Stand By Your Band, mm-hmm. where people defend um, bands that people constantly shit on. 
And if I had more pedigree, I would do Papa Roach right now. That's a choice. That's a, not a sentence anyone has said in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I would do Papa Roach right I now. I would do... Sit down, Jacoby Shaddix. You're going to get it. Oh, you know his name, too. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot of shit, man. <laughs> I'm... They were my scared, right? they were my Spotify band of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even making that up. Wow, man. Uh, I actually so I'll talk about this like very briefly. Infest, you know, that was their first album and it had Last Resort on it. Yes. I listened to it once and said, you know what, not for me. Okay. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It was a lot of their later shit that did it for oh, me. Man. It was like they weren't really super new metal for a while. You are judging me so hard yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, you're allowed to like whatever you like, man. It's just that's. I believe there's a huge but with that sentence. It's just a tough one for me to wrap my brain around. That's. I'm that's not. Like, it's like if the next thing out of him was like, you know, who really fucking slapped was insane. Like, that, like, it would be just as hard for me to wrap my brain around right, that right. statement. Yeah. So, like what you like, because I like some weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, my favorite music is shit most people are like, what? Like, my favorite artist of all time is uh, fucking Warren Zevon and Boy Sets Fire. Okay. <clears throat> you know, one's no one under 50 likes and one no one has ever heard of. I think John Holmes likes... <sighs> John Holmes does like Warren, Warren Zevon. That, that, that tracks. Okay. No, I mean, I grew Most up with... Most of Warren Zevon's fans look a lot more like John Holmes than they do me. <laughs> you know John Holmes, right? I do know John oh, Holmes, Oh, yeah. dear friend of me, dear friend of Lloyd, dear friend like, of the he podcast. He looks like he should like Warren Zevon more than me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I grew up with like... in I, I was an angsty teen in like the late 2000s. I, I, wasn't, I was never goth. I was like just like... I dressed like a normal kid, but I was a dipshit. I listened to like Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace. You were Grace. an angsty tennis player. Yes. I wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> I was an angsty tennis player. I listened to, I, I warmed up to like "Give Me a Sign" by Breaking Benjamin or some shit. But they don't even know know what they're gonna get on this forehand. No, no. I know one Slipknot song. I'm fucking tough. Um, <laughs> I didn't even listen to Slipknot all that much. I figured I, there's a couple Slipknot songs I liked, but not too much. I mean, there's a lot of talent in that band, but there's also just a lot of people. So there's, you're I mean, yeah. There's a guy who hits a fucking burn barrel with a baseball bat i mean come on. like i think they got a guy that plays just the zipper or something i don't know there's a lot there's a fucking lot of them man yeah like, i saw them live the first time uh right when they first signed the roadrunner records i went to a um album release party for another band 
and uh, Fear Factory decided to sh- stop in, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going, and Slipknot open, and I was like, what the fuck's happening? Like, there's all these <laughs> dudes, like, fucking from Iowa with weird masks, and there's, like, nine or ten of them on stage, and I'm like, so they have three different guys that are drummers? <laughs> it just, it just, they always struck me as a group of friends that can't say no to each other. There's, like, the five of them, like, hey, we're a band now. And then, like, <clears throat> like six and seven come in and says, hey, I can play the drums. I don't have a drum kit. Oh, I forgot their numbers. Yeah. Their names are numbers. Like, Corey Taylor, I think, is, like, number eight. R- whatever. Uh, uh, but, I, again, I, again that, that was a conversation where someone just, they, no one wanted to edit each other and be like, hey, guys, rein that in. Yep. Well, I think I think they all saw like Corey Taylor has an immense amount of talent, and he had two or three friends that were talented as well, <laughs> and then they all had friends too. Yes. And in Iowa, if you have that many friends that all like something the same, you do it together. They're the only Slipknot is the only eight people that live in Iowa. <laughs> well, I mean, they're the only ones that didn't sign up for 4-H Club. Like, <laughs> I mean, they went to, they went the other route. Yeah. I've, I've I've always wondered like how Corey Taylor. I mean, I know you guys aren't like Slipknot <clears throat> Stone Sour fans, but I've always wondered how Corey Taylor has been in two bands with extensive discographies throughout and his, his career. Own shit. Yeah, basically three. I mean, I, I think he's a talented dude, and I think he's an interesting dude. He's very funny. He likes a lot of comics. He's like a huge comedy nerd. Really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> his wife had Josh Potter do a cameo for his birthday. Okay. Because he's like a big Your Mom's House fan, and and okay, like he you know he saw Josh Potter somewhere and was like I like this kid, so they had him like his wife did like had Josh Potter do like a cameo for Corey Taylor's birthday. <laughs> it's kind of like, and this is gonna be a kind of weird segment. But it's kind of like how John Mayer is, yeah, because people think like John Mayer he can be kind of a douche, but he's also like a massive comedy fan. Like he's done like there's a video of him on YouTube like at the Laugh Factory, yeah, like doing a set. Well, you know, I I. Like whenever I think like okay, whenever I think okay, he sucks. He's this. He's that. And it's like yeah, but he's on that Chappelle show bit, and he's like doing stuff, and it's funny. But I don't know. But then then he's like oh, he like slept with all these actress ladies and made them all sad. So that's not cool. <laughs> Didn't I mean, he bang Taylor Swift at one point? Probably. Like yeah, he he, he slings it around. That. I mean, but tell me you wouldn't. I know. Yeah. You, you would have done all the things he did if you were given. The, given the opportunity the talent and opportunities he so i mean it's not like he's doing something where we're all like how no <laughs> you get it he's talented and he shreds on the guitar that's my <clears throat> that's my opinion yeah i mean what I, I don't care for his music but i don't have any problem with him, <clears throat> like him personally yeah i was going to talk about music a little bit because uh um <coughs> we're roasting the titans this week and they're probably going to fucking destroy us. Um, but I went to Nashville a couple of weeks ago, home of the Titans, and the music down there is incredible, as you would think. I mean, because I got there like, fuck, um, it was like two and a half weeks ago, and I'd heard like it was the Bachelorette capital of the world, right. and it is. <laughs> I saw like a pedal wagon with like eight women on it they're all like dancing and having a good time and i'm like i know you're having fun but could you just shut the fuck up you mean you only saw one? Oh, I, I think i saw probably like two or three oh, i mean it's yeah, still a yeah. pandemic 
I remember when uh, uh, 2019, when the NFL draft was down there. Yeah. There were bachelorette parties that were pissed off. It's like, can't you plan this? This is supposed to be my weekend. <laughs> it's like, how do you get the signal back on the TV? Oh, shit. Yeah. I get that. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll edit that out. But but no, Nashville, like the music down there is, like the, the mu- everyone's like an incredible singer and... There's like a variety of people. They're like they're legitimately trying to be country stars. Yeah. They're also be trying to like be legit musicians. Like I went to, and this is going to be a sentence I'm going to say, and you're going to have to deal with it. I went to Kid Rock's bar one day. Okie dokie. <laughs> Lloyd was just like, oh. It's nice being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run. <laughs> it. I mean, it's kind of exactly what you think it is. Because Kid Rock had... Um, was in- it a bar with a bar to bang the great time? Bar with the bar? It was just Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Bar or something like that. It was very dumb. Of course it was. Fucking <laughs> course it was. But he had this... Uh, where the fuck was it? Um, he had uh, in his bar like a giant... There it is. Uh, an American badass, but it was like a a giant eagle thing. It's like an eagle with muscles and guns. Yep, just a typical America fucking Kid Rock fuck. eagle. Um, but I then got, there I were got a couple. My dad struck one time, and he was playing a Kid Rock CD. <clears throat> and understand, I was terrified of my father. <laughs> he made me look like a tiny dude, and he was not exactly somebody that you just wanted to fuck with. Did anything like out of out of school around him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I got in his truck one day and I hit the eject on a CD player and threw the CD out the window. <laughs> <clears throat> and it was one of the boldest things I'd ever done in my life. And I was like, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> and possibly will. So I went, I was in uh, his bar for a little bit and he was, I mean, he obviously wasn't there, but there were a couple cover bands that were playing songs. And I shit you not, the moment I left was when a cover band said, like, Kid Rock could be watching us at any moment. So that they then did a rendition of Ba with Da Ba. And then I did a rendition of Let Me Please Close My Tab. I want to know what those dudes' like thought process was. There was a chick in the band, too. Like, like, yeah, I like... would have done my rendition of Kurt Cobain on April 8th, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been shot by Courtney Love? <laughs> Lloyd is giving me a really mean look right Don't now. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I'm the just earth, having the fun. Earth isn't flat. <laughs> Wait, and birds aren't spies? No, well, that one. I think that's what this whole pandemic is: so the government can actually get out and change the batteries in the birds. <laughs> birds are spies, and they report to the trees. That's, that's my. That's five, a funny band name. Five G is going to give us. I don't know something. Yeah, I will say whatever they are. Now. Like I said, some of them were really good because there were like two cover bands there, and there was like a, I think the grand finale was where like a girl did like a rendition of "I Will Always Love You." I I don't know if it was the Dolly Parton or the Whitney Houston, but it was. I was just like, honestly taken aback a little bit. I was, I was like, let me go up to her, let me say how good it was, let me try to get her number. I didn't speak a word to her, but I was just like, you sweat a lot. <sighs> It was like I was talking about pocket hats. <laughs> That's a oh, callback to an episode that never came out. Yeah, yeah. For for reasons. <laughs> for many, many reasons. 
But no, Nashville was a blast. Uh, like, because the crazy thing is, like, so many people want to, country musicians want to own bars down there. Right. Like, Johnny, like, we stayed at this place called the Moxie. And it was, like, right across the street from, like, Johnny Cash's museum. It was, like, a block down from, like, Florida Georgia Lines bar, which was kind of exactly what you would expect. I don't even know what that is, so. Florida Georgia Line is, like, a bro country band. Yeah. They're the ones that had, like, Nelly on a song. Yeah. Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that was a collaboration. You know, like, eventually, like, with, with, like, pop country music, it does that thing where, like, current pop country music is, like, what was pop music, like, eight, ten years ago. So, like, because it's just that behind the times. Yeah. And, like, there's stuff now that's, like, has, like, like hip-hop beats and shit like that. Yeah. and, And so it's... It just turns into like, oh, well, this was like an R&B song 10 years ago. And so, like, because this fan base is slow or racist and they don't want to admit it. And so it's nice because a white person's singing it now yep. that that's that's what it is now. And so, like, oh, that Nelly, he just put out that Hot One song. I like that. <laughs> so I'll, he's fine with Florida Georgia Line. My, my cousin Chris Cornetta put it best. I th- he said, I think country music is pop music with a twang. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, Nowadays, country music right. is. So as someone who grew up down south, and when I say down south, I grew up in a place called Crawford, Alabama. Do you know where that is? I do not. Do you know why? Because you shouldn't. Because you fucking shouldn't. <laughs> like, it wasn't on Google Earth until, like, 2014. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, It was on Google Flat Earth forever. <laughs> it's probably where that started. Um, it, it, it's home to one of the world's largest trailer parks. Oh, yeah, you said that. It's, that's a real thing, and it's real sad. <laughs> it's, it's, but uh, so I hear, like, country musicians with their southern accents, <laughs> right. and it drives me fucking batty. Like, there's just something about, I don't like affected speech. I don't like when someone intentionally speaks a certain way. Like, newscasters can go fuck themselves. I don't, I, I don't like it. There's something dishonest and disingenuous, and my brain fights it real hard. Uh-huh. So when there's, like, a Keith Urban or whatever, like, it's like, that's not how you sound. Yeah, because yeah. he's fucking Australian. Yeah! Or, uh, I don't know if I've ever told the story, but uh, what's the dude that's married to Gwen Stefani? Blake Shelton? Yeah, you told the story. super shitty to him at the zoo one time, because <laughs> I had no idea who he was. Right. So he's just some tall asshole. Well, he's not tall to me. He was. He's like six five, I think. Very tall to me. He's a little bit tall. He's a little bit shorter than me. I'm six five. So, what's it like to be tall? I don't know. I don't know. Not, <laughs> not, not feel like everybody's little brother everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I could be five two, and I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that shithead of a personality. <laughs> You're a fun dude. I'm, I'm the opposite type of autistic from him, right. which makes this fun. No. <laughs> See, I, I, I bring that up and commiserate about short stuff because I'm just, like, such a middle kid in, okay. in, in every way and sense, which, you know, is, you know, why I'm a comedian, why I'm this or that. What got you into it? Uh, Meth. <laughs> That's what got me into it. I'm just I'm assuming Indiana comedy, it's... Nah, it, it, no? It, no, it, it's not funny enough. Uh, I broke the trend. But no, I, I just had I had done music stuff around Bloomington. Okay. And then I I'd stopped because I just wasn't having fun and like writing wasn't fun and like doing shows, 
Like every show I was on, I left. What like, kind of music did you do? I I was in a, in like a, a two person like like doom stoner band. Okay. For a bit, and then I was doing like a by myself like singer songwriter thing. Okay. For a bit, and the and so I then it just came down to me playing by myself, and any show I did, it felt like me being here is the same thing as me not being here. Okay. And that's every day of my life. <laughs> Jesus. And and then also too like like not to sound like. Like I need the validation, but when you're doing a creative thing, like I want some reaction and some like response yep. to feel like, hey, me putting my time and effort into this is fucking worth something. Yep. And you're on this podcast. And I'm <laughs> that I drove uh, two and a half hours when there's no open mic in town. No. Yeah, the one in town that like some cabaret or some shit got canceled. Yeah. No, hey, no I I came to the, came to do this, get gold star, and go home. Oh, that's a move. That is. Are you a gold star or, or over Skyline? I, I am. Really? I am. The, I the, gold star earlier today? L- really? The, the li- right. Living in, in Indiana, <sighs> I live in Bloomington where there's there's not chili. So I'm I'm not to the point where like I turn my nose up so if you, I can get Skyline. <laughs> you in a gold star where there's also not chili. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I actually get Skyline pretty regularly, like either being an indie... Or because there's one in Brookville now, so if like I visit my mom, okay, I can get it there. But like you know, because because the one in Harrison closed, so like when I visit my mom, that would be the closest one. Yeah, but it's not there anymore. So like get like this will be like the second time this year that I'll that I'll be able to get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and like and I realize that I'm in the minority about it, and like it's real minutia uh, about what I prefer. Okay. But but yeah, I, I yeah, I'll I'll say there I'm a gold star guy. Alright. I used I mean I kinda I mean I'm okay with either. Sure. If it's like if there's a skyline and a gold star right next to each other, I will go which first of all, why would there be? No, no I'll go to Skyline. Yeah. I mean if there's a gold star I'm like I mean I've gotten gold star on fucking Uber Eats before. Sure. I'm not yeah. a, I mean I'm never opposed to Gold Star. I don't have a like a a huge preference one way or the other, because, again to me, that's not chili. Yeah. It's a Greek meat sauce. Yes. It's meat soup. I call it meat soup. Uh, Sean Patton, friend of a uh, friend of us, calls it beef water. <laughs> I, I was there. I think the night he came up with that. Yep. Him and uh, Rojo Perez did a show at mm-hmm. Go Bananas, and I took I took Rojo to the zoo because Sean we uh, <clears throat> we may have gotten him a little too drunk. <laughs> so the Fam- uh, famous drunk man Sean Patton. So the uh, best set I've ever seen live was Sean Patton. So the two p.m. like wake up time to go to the zoo was a little early for him. <laughs> now, granted, I woke up at six to go to work that day. <laughs> like we ended the night, and I I still woke up at six a.m. and went to work. Right? Okay. And then when I got off work, I walked Rojo and a couple other people around the zoo, and and but yeah sean was like I, I, he gave me his number and was like just call me make sure i get up i want to go do this yep and i called him and he answered the phone and went uh, <laughs> and i went those aren't words and he goes not going and then the phone hung up oh man and it couldn't have made me any happier like i would have rather him went and had fun with us and got to See him like play with penguins and feed an elephant and all the shit we did. I still, do you, I still so badly, and we'll get to the Bengals in just a little bit. I still so badly want to meet a monkey. That's like my been my dream since I was a kid. That's a little rough to do with zoo monkeys, yeah, because they might rip your appendages off. 
I don't need some of my appendages. I my here dreams are more Grable. important than my appendages. <laughs> you're gonna go Mike Grable here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my it's dick like off. Fucking hell of a segue. I know. Cut my dick off to win a Super Bowl and to <clears> meet <throat> a monkey. No, would it be? Would your dick have to be Super Bowl and monkey, or just dick for monkey? Okay, if the Bengals win a super, if it causes the Bengals to win a Super Bowl and I get to meet a monkey, goodbye fucking. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Which, speaking of Bengals, wow, that was a decent segue. Speaking yeah, of Bengals, yeah. you've been watching all year. I have. And I have always said, like, I'm a, every time people be like, what's your fandom? It's like, I'm a Bengals fan, and I wouldn't wish this life on anybody. Right. And, well, and like I said, too, I'm like Bengals and IU football. So, like, I'm used to, like, stupefying losses, not just, like, losing. So, who's, like, I can't even think of, like, any IU football players. Like, There's a reason for that. Exactly. Like, do you mean currently or historically? Like that are in the NFL. Um, well, you know, long term, there's Trent Green. Okay. He played at IU. And then uh, Jordan Howard's there now. Oh, he's a Dolphin. Yes. But, like, like Indiana will claim him because, of course, we will. But, like, he was... He was a decent player he, for a few oh, years. he was great. But he was, like, it was, it's, like, dumb fucking luck that he was there. Because he was there for one year because he was at UAB... And the, for the like that year that they dissolved, like okay. the UAB said we're gonna stop playing football, and so he ended up at IU, and then like two years later, the UAB Blazers are back, baby. Um, now, um, but I got a few right here. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Oh yeah, he's good. He's like number number two running back. He's hurt right now for yeah. the 49ers. Yeah, uh, a guy what, what, was a Falcon now a nine, now a Niner. Yeah. Uh, yes, I want to say there was someone in between, but I don't think so. The the, the tight end in Carolina. Ian, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he's good. Uh, a guy we're about to roast, Roger Saffold. Yeah. Uh, Dan Feeney, who has no neck. <laughs> uh, Nate Sudfeld of the Eagles. Yep. Wes Martin of the football team. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. But I don't think there are any Bengals. I mean, there's got to have been some good players. But I I mean, I've always liked IU. Um, I mean, I've never minded IU basketball. One of my favorite moments in college basketball was when IU upset Kentucky. No, oh, the Jordan Wofford. Uh, Christian Wofford. Christian Wofford, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wofford for the win, yes. I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> oh, my God. That was absolutely yeah, insane. I won't either. Yeah, you're not a big... Uh, you're not a big uh, put the ball in the hoop kind of guy. If someone's not getting hit, I don't. I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. I'm a combat sports guy who also kind of likes football. Yes, football's like, fun when someone's like, because Trent Green, I think you were talking about Trent Green. Yeah. Didn't the Bengals knock the wind out of him one game? I think so. Was that was that the? It was like the, 2007. I want to say. Okay. So see, I, 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 I was, I was thinking it was the, like. 2004 or 5, like when they were undefeated and the Bengals. That was 2003. And, and the, the the Peter Warwick return. That was 2003. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that year. He's always right. If there's a number involved, he's got he's <laughs> on it. Because that was the week Chad Johnson guaranteed the yeah. victory. That's when the Chiefs had Dante Hall, the human joystick. Yeah. God, he was insane. Then the Chiefs were undefeated at that point. Then the Bengals. I, was it a. What? No, I was. It, it, was it wasn't on Monday, but yeah, they, they were like six and zero, seven and zero. It was like, something like, like that. Like far enough in the season where people were like, oh shit, the Chiefs. Because they had like, well, who else did they have? They had Priest Holmes, I think, at the time. Larry Johnson probably wasn't there yet. I don't think so. It was like two thousand five, I want to say. Yeah. But I think Priest Holmes was their main guy, and then Trent Green, and then. Yeah. 
Dante Hall, who was like their Jacoby Jones. I think it's so funny that Dante Hall like spent his career just in Missouri. That's right, because he was a Ram for a little bit. Because yeah, he was a Chief and then a Ram, just like like, hey, how was your NFL experience? Oh, I drove from one end of Missouri to the other. <laughs> Did he play for anyone else? Pro- probably later on, but like the, those are the two teams I think of when I think of him. Uh, Chiefs first and then Rams. Let's see. Dante Hall. That's it. Chiefs and Rams. <laughs> Boy. Ooh. Exciting times. What a life. What a life. What the fuck happened last week? It's so weird because there's one win and I'm like, hey, things aren't so bad. You know, like, like... Losses have been like it was against the one and now one and six Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure, you know, they, but they trampled Minshew Mania. God damn it! So and, had five other teams. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to say, "Well, sorry about it." They're not going to put an asterisk by it. So yeah, Bengals shouldn't either. I will say, I think like four of the five losses have been close. Oh sure, like within like, a like, touchdown. Like other yeah. than other than the Ravens game, it's it's all come down. The to Ravens like, have destroyed a lot of teams. Exactly. So, like, with the Bengals, it's, like, you know, you got, like, dumb fucking luck, like the Charger game, or it's, like... With one, Beefy one, Kicker? <laughs> beefy Kicker. Thank thank you, uh, Dad, Dan. The what? The, or da- uh, uh, Uncle Dad Drew. Drew McGarry? Yes. Huge fan. Indeed. Um, but, yeah, like, and any other game, save for the Ravens game, it's been, like, oh, two plays different, and they win. Yep. And, and like, like I was saying before we started recording, like, during the games, like, it's a different feeling of like, oh, th- they're going to make this play. Like this, the the Browns game this this week. Like I was watching it, or, and then I went to the grocery store and was following it on my phone. Like in that last like two minutes, I'm like, oh, they're going to go score and take take the lead here under two. The bank, like the Bengals had, like the Falcons this weekend when Todd. Gur- did you see that Falcons? Yeah, I did. Yeah. When Todd Gurley, who bless his goddamn heart for scoring because it helped me in fantasy football. <laughs> um. Which, first of all, side note, I did DraftKings for the first time in forever this weekend. Yeah. I this is, I think this is hilarious. I entered exactly $13 in entries and won exactly $13. <laughs> so I just won, I won my money back. So, but the, but Todd Gurley, like, I watched the highlight, he tried not to score. Yeah. And, because he, like, I guess he knows, hey, our defense is ass. Matthew Stafford has a fucking gun on him. And they blew that game because Stafford did TJ Hawkinson. Yep. God damn it. That's so funny. Yeah. Here's the funny part about the, like, the Browns game. When we sc- scored that last one and I saw what time was on the clock, I was like, oh, we just lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really was. Like, my brain just settled on not, oh, shit, we're up now. Oh, I was. That's where my brain settled. <laughs> as soon as I saw the time, I was like, oh, fuck, we lost. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a, like everything that happened after that. I was like, yes, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. Baker next. was a scorching. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it just I, I'm so conditioned by watching Bengals games mm-hmm. that like when I saw it, I was like, oh, 66. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're we lost. Here's a crazy stat that I heard from that game. I think he at one point he completed 22 out of 23 passes, yeah. and his only incompletion was a spike. Yeah. That's insane. 20, yeah. 22 out of 23, and he threw it to Peoples-Jones right in between fucking Darius Phillips's mangled hands or some shit. But God, that, it's just... Well, and I'll tell you, though, you asked me about my fandom. Uh, I, I, I know I painted this like... When did you start becoming a fan? It, 
it, it really started more in the early 2000s because like through the through the 90s through that dark time it, it wasn't like like where i was like oh they suck so i'm not watching i was just more interested in super nintendo and jerking off so, <laughs> i'm like i was like super nintendo a much better call oh totally yeah yeah i was into nintendo 64 and what's jerking off <laughs> it's kind of like tennis but a little different oh same motion with 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 the one arm but uh, but yeah. So I, I started more like two thousand two one or one and two. Two thousand two was the year they went two and fourteen. Yes, that was the. Yeah, My was. first Super Bowl I remember was the Bucks Raiders. Okay. When um, Gruden coached for the Buccaneers, and it was like Rich Gannon versus Brad Johnson. Yeah. That's the first Super Bowl I remember watching. Oddly enough, the first one I remember watching was the '88. I'm old enough that like I, I was five that year, so I remember like going to a party. Okay. Uh, for that, and you know, being being five, I remember we went to the Wilsons' house for a party. Okay. Um, everyone was super excited. There was a lot of food, so I got to eat a bunch. And then I just remember like wandering around, like in the kitchen, like when everyone got quiet. Oh, uh, when uh, Mon was it Montana at the time, or was it Steve Young? No, it was Montana. Okay. When Montana threw it to was it Jerry Rice? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, in the last drive and shit. Just heartbreaking for Bengals fans. Yeah, my, that was the first time I remember my dad being like super hyped because he's from Cincinnati, but we grew up in Alabama. That was the Icky Woods year, right? Icky Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like five or six. Yep. <clears throat> or I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I was born in 82, December of 82, so yeah, I guess I was six. I was negative four. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, this I don't. This is exactly in between me and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I was ninety-two. She was two thousand two, and yeah, you were eighty-two. 82 yeah. Man, I'm just sandwiched in between. In between a Johnson sandwich. <laughs> Fitting for a DJ. Uh I I will have to show you the. Have you seen the DJ girl? I don't think I've shown. I I've I've heard tell of it. I haven't seen it. Yet. I'm go, I'll I'll show you a picture after the podcast because I gotta get going pretty soon after the podcast. Um. So we'll uh we'll talk a little bit more about the Bengals for a little bit. What's like? What's your what's your ultimate prediction for the Bengals this year? I. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I I think that's a tight. I mean, I've seen it. Why'd you show me it? I've seen the <laughs> I picture. I remember that for, that's for reiteration. That's what's there. I'm a sexy belly. I I feel like that when the second half of the season rolls around, and I feel like that the schedule gets less less hard, like more favorable, whatever you want to say. Well, I, basically, I, when we play the garbage fest that is the NFC East. Exactly. You know, I you know they got the one now. They get to five five or six. I don't think that's unreasonable for me to say which first of all i hate the Bengals fans that want us to tank no no don't tank because here's what happens when you tank i mean you're gonna make sure you'll get fucking number one overall pick but also on the other end you get five or six other players who are like that are good players who are yeah. like fuck this yeah i'm out of here so what's one hot prospect if five or six other prospects want to leave are you are you just describing small market teams? <laughs> Pretty much. I, I I don't if we tank or don't whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> People are gonna want to leave because they're gonna want to go to bigger markets, and half of our coaching staff is gonna get ripped out and go to bigger markets. And 
Like how Zimmer went to the Vikings and Gruden went to the Redskins at the time. And everyone else went everywhere else. Like, yep. Look at the entire Raiders coaching staff. John Gruden. Well, the, the Bernthal. Yeah, almost everyone yeah. else. There's, yeah. There's Bengals, Bengals defense from like five years ago. Yeah. Oh, like they had like Vontaze Perfect and. Well, well no, just the co- nine coaches. coaches. Oh, the coaches. They have basically the old Bengals coaching staff. A lot of Patriots are the same way. Like the Patriots yeah. are like. Well, the Patriots have wanted Duke Tobin to come work for them for years. They've offered him ridiculous. And Duke Tobin's like, no, nah, I like Cincinnati. <clears throat> I think his wife likes it, but yeah. Okay. And uh, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Speaking of women not being happy, do you think women like nose hair? I don't. I, do you think women like nose hair? I, I, I know my, my wife doesn't. <laughs> yep. I don't think so either, because listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose, hair and, nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Get your burns ready. Uh, take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ears and no hair, nose and no hair, and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. So again, you're not not a fan of nose hair. No, I, I I pulled a big one out on the drive and was like appalled. I've never like had a experience with nose hair at all, so I'm, I feel like I'm kind of lucky in that regard. But I've never like had like, hey, you have hair in your nose, hey, or hair in your ears. I have wax in my ears forever. Which why did I say that in, into a microphone? <laughs> um, but. For if you have nose and ear hair problems, Manscaped is forever changing their grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides, provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which, help, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade <coughs> system. That is a lot a of lot words of at once. Well done. Thank you. I've like kind of mastered that. It's a weird thing to brag about mastering, but here we are. Uh, it's intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled, Neil included, uh, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, which begs the question, what the fuck is up with that other 21%? Hey, no kink shame. I'm not going to kink shame. Um... It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. Wow. It's time to. Yep, yep. Probably is. Probably is. Probably is that. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Whack that shit. Whack that shit. And if you had to bet on how many shits get whacked, I love my segues so much. God damn it. Oh, I love my segues so much. Lloyd... Every time I do a segue into bet online, Lloyd just dies that much more inside. 
No, some of them have been good, and then there's some of them that it's... <laughs> you want to punch me in the face. I don't, no, I, I want to hug you. I wanna, it's going to be okay, buddy. Like, you could just be like, hey, it's time for the ads. All right. But if you had to bet on how many shits get whacked, where would you go? Uh, I would go to bet online. I'd go to bet online, too. I actually won a little bit of money this weekend on bet online. I told, I told Alex this. I, I, I was going to bet, but I had to pay uh, to pay for an MRI. So yep. didn't, Money-wise, didn't quite work out. But <clears throat> I kept track of how much I would have won if I bet the bets I was planning on. And I only won like three hundred some dollars, which could have paid for the MRI well, or a little bit of it. Because the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff, and the MLB playoffs are almost over. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Lloyd, Neil. You want to destroy the Titans? Let's do this shit. Indeed I do. Let's do it. We are going to start with the mascot T-Rack, which, first of all, you have the Tennessee Titans. Where the fuck did you get a raccoon? Because they wanted a mascot that people in Tennessee could relate to, so they went with, <laughs> they went with a trash animal. This T-ra- thing wears short shorts and has his tongue permanently sticking out of its face. And they let kids hug it. <laughs> like Tennessee is just, it's just garbage people with a garbage mascot. T-Rex looks like the most attractive member of any Nashville bachelorette party. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, T-Rex is a raccoon as the team's mascot, which makes sense because the organiza- organization is just a giant piece of trash stolen in the night from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, granted, they're not really trash right now. They're actually I'm, pretty I'm, I really good. have a problem with the short shorts. <laughs> Like, it bothered me way more than I... If you had told me I would have been bothered by the short shorts on a mascot as much, I wouldn't have believed you. And then I saw umpteen pictures of this weird six-foot raccoon hugging children in short shorts <laughs> with its tongue hanging out, and I did not... I didn't like it. Yeah, like, why, like I said, why is there a mascot a raccoon? Like, were they rummaging through the trash looking for Vince Young's career, and they're like, screw it, the raccoon will do. That's actually Vince Young in the suit. <laughs> See, I would have thought it was Jake Locker. Dude, no, did you he's hear about Jake? A locker now. <laughs> did you actually hear about like why Jake Locker retired? Well, wasn't he like concussed into the future? He just lost the love for football. Okay. And he just okay. like lives just out in the middle of nowhere with his wife and kids. Good for him. Yeah, he. I mean, he left with his brain intact, so I can't fault him for that. But might be a debatable stance. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, the owner, Amy Adams Strunk. What do you guys got? I found multiple articles about her being an equestrian and an avid fox hunter. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. She owns, like, a fox hunting company, doesn't she? I have to assume she got into that hobby in her early years when her father routinely mistook her for one of the foxhounds. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Adams Strunk looks like the final boss to defeat Pinterest. <laughs> Look at this chubby ass broad. Amy Adams Strunk looks like Nancy Pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Adams Strunk looks like 
Amy Adams Strunk looks like she has the team in Nashville now, but she's really considering moving it to Gatlinburg. <laughs> okay, uh, so before... I would have went with Branson, but I, I see where you're going. Just, just uh, across state. Yeah, before... she, looks like, uh, she looks like what Amy Schumer's going to look like. <laughs> what, like they have the same amount of money now, so they're just going to become friends. All right, so before we get to the GM, I want to talk about this bullshit. And before I go any further, there have been very few players or people who I've looked at and literally laughed out loud. This guy is one of them, former president Steve Underwood. <laughs> Lloyd is literally processing that right now. <laughs> I, I, I saw the post on the Instagram earlier today and made that same face. Otherwise, I am, would be doing that now. But I'm prepared in this moment. Yep. Uh, what do you got? What in the actual fuck? Is, <laughs> is that a hair clam? <laughs> See, I, I, I would have gone with barnacle, but yeah. It looks like a, like a, a muscle made out of like a like muscle, not muscle <laughs> in your body, like a muscle you find in the river made out of hair and glued to Ernest's face. <laughs> like old Ernest. Sorry, Steve, Lee. Steve Underwood looks like he ate glue and then went down on a polar bear. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. But I also will say former Titans president and dollar store Geraldo Rivera, Steve Underwood. <laughs> what? Uh, his what? mouth looks like a hairy Venus flytrap. Like, what's it look like under there that he's okay with that? <laughs> uh, also, this was, uh, my like I said, my Instagram post of the week. I posted it last night, and I gotta say, uh, please, one at a time. Uh, let's see. We're gonna go... Oh my god, I got a lot of these. Um, <laughs> Matt Dickhot writes, You've heard of a mustache ride, but this is a carpet cleaner. Yeah. Uh, Corey Deming, he looks like Colonel Sanders ate out of Furby. <laughs> uh, Brett, my little brother, Steve Underwood's facial hair looks like it gets to eat before he does. <laughs> Uh, here's a name I haven't said on this podcast in a while. Allison Cam says, if the Cur- if Colonel Sanders and the Lorax had a child. Uh, uh, the Helion 13, he looks like he was on Jeffrey Epstein's flight under his alias Colonel Sanders. Uh, like, does he have to pay for, like, if he goes to, like, Golden Crow, does he pay for that thing and then himself? <laughs> uh, test picture him just, like, sticking that in the chocolate fountain. <laughs> Uh, Tescalanka, for person from Milanos who still actually talks to me. Um, Muppet mixed with KFC Colonel. And, but... A lot of disrespect for the Colonel on this. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised no one's gone Mythbusters yet. Because that's... Well, no, that's rude. Okay. I will get to that, uh, actually, because, like I said, Allison wrote in a burn, and Matt White said... Matt White, childhood friend of mine... Who would have guessed the long-lost third Mythbuster would have brought her back to you? Well, I, I'm, I'm bothered. I'm, I literally laughed mu- out loud at his that. His mustache hair is longer than the beard part. Does anyone I, else notice that? Yes. Because like, I'm looking at it, and they're, at first it was like almost equal parts, but the mustache, it covers his bottom lip. And then the beard... Yeah, because like, the, the mustache break would make you think that that's where his lip is. 
But there's but no like, way. Yeah. The, the like, human head's like, not designed. The nose to there is too long. Or did Baraka get a wig? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that's what it is? Like, is it just like zombie mouth under there? Like, um, but I think in the end, as Billy DeVore said, I guess if you don't have anything nice to say, then grow a mustache over your mouth. Uh, fuck! Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Look up Steve Underwood's picture. I promise you it is 100% worth it. It is worth your time to Google. Did I not say before the podcast? Like yeah, Alex told me not to look it up so I would react <laughs> in real time. And uh, Good call because I don't know if I would have recorded this week. I don't know. Like, I, got, I, got, I got some shit to think about. Like, well, we are That gonna... guy is more successful than all of us. <laughs> yes. But we'll move on to the GM, John Robinson, who looks like Robin really thick. <laughs> well, this awful thinning ramen noodle style hair and his way too tight suits. This guy definitely has had that. My wife will no longer let me drive the babysitters home kind of aesthetic. <laughs> John Robinson looks like before he got into football, he worked for the mayor's office, but his only job was to tell the Ghostbusters they cannot see the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Solid pull. Coaching. Mike Vrabel. Fuck. You had a lot on this guy, didn't you? As do I. I have the most on Mike Rabel. I have one joke on Mike Rabel. I had a bunch, and then I, I whittled it down because I really, like, I kind of went off, and I was like, all right, it's too much. Yeah. Um, I so went off on certain guys, too. I was reading something, and he's a big Burt Reynolds fan, okay. apparently, which, I, like, now he's aging like Burt Reynolds. I mean, every year he gets fatter, and that mustache gets creepier. He <laughs> looks like the kind of dude that would steal beer from a casino deli in indiana in 2011 and if that sounds oddly specific and true you're right <laughs> he stole eight bottles of beer from a deli in a casino in indiana and got arrested for it. <laughs> and he looks exactly like if you were like hey sight unseen draw me a picture of a dude that stole stole eight miller high lifes from a deli in a casino in indiana and you drew a picture You'd nail it. Yes. Neil, what do you got? Uh, Mike Rabel carries on, carries on the long Titans tradition of hiring coaches who look like sad divorce shop teachers. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Fisher, <laughs> too. Jeff Fisher, Ken Wisenhunt, oh, Mike God. Malarkey. Oh, so your typical, like, I have a football name. I guess I'll coach football. this shit. Why can't we watch a fucking video? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Mike Vrabel had a scandal during the NFL draft where his son allegedly was taking a shit during the draft live on air. <laughs> Did you see this picture? I didn't. Like the door was like open and shit. Uh, there's actually a picture of the turd. Do you guys take a look? <laughs> there it is. It's Derrick Henry's hair. But no, this oh. picture is hilarious. Riff, I'm going to pull up this picture. I... I don't know which part of this is more disturbing. He has a picture pulled up of Derrick Henry's hair twisted all up with a bunch of different colored hair bands and hair all mixed together that definitely looks like a turd coming out of the back of someone's head. But if you look slightly above that, there is a weird combination of braids and balding. Yeah, the, the, there's the one moving because all <laughs> of them are moving. We'll get to Derrick Henry in a little bit, obviously. But there's one horizontal braid. Spe- I've never seen a suspiciously cal- across the crown of his head. Yeah, I've never this seen is a the picture. Over braid. Look at the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's so good. 
And we'll move on to. Uh, do you have any? Yeah. What else do you have on Mike Rabel? Uh, Mike Rabel looks like he only got into football because his police academy application was denied three times. <laughs> My wife wrote that one for the record, and I like it better than anything that I wrote. <laughs> Props. I like it. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill looks like what Ben Affleck would look like if Geely was good. <laughs> I don't know why that seems right, but it kind of does. Yeah. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill is the only guy to get in the NFL and practice that much and work that hard to make it to the top just so he has a reason to wear shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, it takes, whatever, whatever it takes to hide those slump shoulders and long-ass fucking neck, he'll do. I didn't write any burns because I feel bad for him. Because Have you guys seen Ryan Tannehill's thumbs? Oh, I haven't. Have you have you heard about this? No. It hasn't been confirmed, but there is a strong suspicion that he has a genetic disorder called uh, brachydactyl type D. Okay. Which means that his thumbs look like big toes. Okay. Uh, so does his head. I I was, okay. I was not not surprised when I read about this because I had a roommate who actually did have this, and like. In, at, at the knuckle, the thumb like balloons out and bows out and has a pad. It looks like a gecko thumb. Yeah. Okay. And like, how can I make fun of a man when God and his genetics have already done this yep. to him? Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, between that and his two and a half foot long neck. I, <laughs> I w- and, and have you ever seen a professional athlete whose collarbone to shoulder length is so <laughs> fucking long? Like. <laughs> Like that's a that's a the guy in IT, yeah. You know I mean, like who slumped over his desk for thirty years. <laughs> that's his posture and, and build. Like, I mean, he did host Tosh Point for ten years, so you can't blame him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill backed a demand to remove uh, Texas A and M to remove a Texas A and M Confederate general statue. A statement that I can't believe he expected to help him win over fans in Tenna fucking C. Uh, he kind of looks like Brat Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and his backup, Logan Woodside. In 2018, this is true, when he was a Bengal. God damn it. You have it? You have this story too? Yeah. <laughs> In 2018, Logan Woodside was arrested for a DUI in Bellevue, Kentucky, which I can't believe didn't get him elected mayor. I was going to say, he's uh, drafted by the Bengals in the seventh round from Bellevue, Kentucky. He's from Frankfurt, actually. And he's so dumb that he managed to get a DUI in a UDF parking lot. Yes! (laughs) He got arrested for speeding... In a parking lot, which is where most people in Bellevue do their drinking. Yeah, that's... What, what? That's so fucking funny. <clears throat> he looks like he was singing that Kid Rock song in that bar in Nashville. <laughs> he looks like the replacement drummer for Blink-182 when the rest of them were in rehab. <laughs> I mean, you can't replace Travis Barker. That dude's one of a kind. You, but you look at Yes. Running back. Derrick Henry. Oh, boy. Derrick Henry's hair looks like a visual representation of the Bengals' offensive line. Derrick Henry was drafted not only for his 4.5 40-yard speed, but also because they can actually write new plays on the sideline right on his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) 
Derrick Henry is the official spokesperson for Dr. Teal's Epsom salts. Okay. Uh, and he's currently working out other deals with castor oil and iodine to become the NFL's premier old-timey medicine pitch man. <laughs> uh, also from Brett, uh, Derrick Henry's hair looks like a visual representation of Odell Beckham's chest after a night out. <laughs> I'm As much as his hair is really weird, his forehead does not look like it belongs on a human. <laughs> like He looks like... Either like something off of, like a, a hybrid from Aliens or like Locutus from the Star Trek films. <laughs> he has that forehead that like old timey football players used to have. That, like those the, were leather helmets. Yes, yeah, well, 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 not quite that old timey, but like <laughs> the O.J. Simpson and the Ron Simmons like weird hair hairline where it's clear that like the helmet like shaved off a bunch when they took it on and off. Yeah, it does have like one inch that is a different. Color, yeah. texture. I don't, I don't know what to call it. But there's like a one inch line on the top of his forehead. Okay. Yeah, that's I see. Like it. an extra. Like I don't want to make a five head joke because whatever. But oh yeah, like, like everyone really like, roasts like, me on Reddit. You, if you split it into like, it looks like a color palette from Home Depot. <laughs> uh, and his uh, backup, Jeremy McNichols. Jeremy McNichols has played for seven teams in his four-season career, including this being his second stint with the Vikings, or with the Vikings, with the Titans. So while Derrick Henry is constantly moving the chains, Jeremy McNichols is just constantly moving. I was going to say, Jeremy McNichols is set on the bench for seven different teams. (laughs) Wide receiver. A.J. Brown. That's an unfortunate name for a wide receiver to have in the NFL at this uh, in this era. <laughs> there's a lot of good AJs and there's a lot of good Browns, and he's not either of those. <laughs> <laughs> but he's used to unfortunate things because this guy's head and face looks like it was made out of spare parts. <laughs> he looks like a, like the knockoff brand. That sounds like the brand name of a knockoff AJ Green. It's like they'd sell AJ Green at the dollar store. You know, like Twix has like Twax. Yeah. Oh, you want an AJ Green dollar? Here's AJ Brown. But A.J. Brown looks like if Bernie Mac was scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, he looks like Omar Eves. <laughs> Alright, you have anything on A.J.? I, I got, I, I'll, I'll commend him for having a nose ring, but then dock points for it being a stud. <laughs> uh, and his the second one, Corey Davis. Did you guys know he was a fifth overall pick? Yeah, um, did you also know that he is... He's known for his little catchphrases he uses when he beats a defensive back. Oh, boy. Things like, take a seat because you just got beat. Oh, boy. Or when I get turnt, you get burnt. Those are things they've actually Oh, so he's, he sounds turnt. like a Christian rapper was a wide receiver. <laughs> right. Well, I got one for him. It's, uh, get the fuck out of here because your eyes is his different sizes. <laughs> uh, Corey Davis is, you uh, said TMZ. Uh, Corey Davis's sister was approached by TMZ about what Corey Davis uh, should buy with his NFL money. And she jokingly said, and I'm not making this up, ass implants. Yeah. It's not going to happen, you know. He's going to spend it on multiple child support payments like a decent person. (laughs) A decent NFL player. And Nick Westbrook. All right. Nick Nick Westbrook, Ike, Akine, whatever his weird hyphenated name is. Okay. 
<clears throat> he looks like the toughest dude on the debate team. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was big enough to scare the nerdy kids, but he still, like, locks the, his car doors if, like, a scary-looking guy walks by. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Neil? Anything? Well, just looking at this picture, uh, he's wearing an East-West Shrine Bowl shirt, which tells me he was not drafted on the first day of the draft. <laughs> uh, and Adam Humphreys... Every picture of Adam Humphreys looks like Alex Schubert interacting with a girl he likes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Adam Humphreys looks like Mac Miller now. <laughs> Adam Humphreys is actually one of the most important cogs in the Titans organization. Okay. By being a white skill player in a red state, he placates a racist-ass fan base through all of his grinding, hard work, and grit. <laughs> Check back in two weeks. You're going to build him a fucking statue. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like the Titans are already like, hey, we'll sign Cole Beasley. Uh, and I think there's one more. Uh, Caliph Raymond. Caliph Raymond looks like someone left TJ Huzmanzada in the in the dryer too long. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Huzmanzada. Tight Johnu Smith, hell of a player, and he shredded. Dude, just just go ahead and change your fucking name to Debo. <laughs> like this dude looks like he came in and drafted himself like this is closest football to depot i play here now like he looks like he drinks stem cell milkshakes for breakfast like if you see this dude during the offseason he put on like an extra 20 pounds he is powerlifting so gym. Ragged. he's it's unreasonable like he looks like, like he looks like he eats babies for breakfast. His, his neck is thicker than his head. He's not even a. Thug. Oh, he's, yeah, he's like the, got the like the wide like, neck mugshot like, guy. Yeah, he's got that Takeo spikes kind of like. Yeah. My lats go out past my ears. <laughs> like, like his neck is so wide compared to the rest of his head, he looks like Ryan Tannehill's thumb upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Johnu Smith is really good for a guy who is constantly stuck in Hannibal Burris' face. <laughs> And you also had Michael Pruitt. I all I had was, this dude looks like he sleeps sleeps with a nightlight. <laughs> like, he looks like a little sweetheart. Like I don't know. That's that's it. That's all right. Dennis Kelly. We're gonna start with him. He looks like he spends most of his life living in an Amish paradise. <laughs> he looks like Weird Al. This dude looks like John Wack. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything, Neil? Looks like you're trying to formulate something. Uh, well, I, I, looking through the roster, the Titans seem to have a dearth of bearded, long-haired offensive linemen. They do. And Next guy as well. And, and, I, and I think it's really just because they're running a side business of like picking up bachelorettes on yep. the street and taking pictures with them or something. All of these guys now own pedal bike companies. <laughs> <laughs> and... Offensive tackle Ty Sambrello. Looks like he can't spell Sambrello. <laughs> he looks like he wants to legally change his last name to Sambrello, bro. <laughs> he looks like he has the entire John Mayer discography memorized. <laughs> and offensive guard Roger Saffold. The name Roger Saffold sounds like he's a Fox News reporter who just got busted for sexual harassment. <laughs> But the reality is that he's just an NFL player that who recently got busted for sexual harassment. <laughs> uh, he's a Hoosier. God bless him. Do what he does. Yes. D. 
defense. We're going to start with Jeffrey Simmons, this fuck. Um, Jeffrey Simmons allegedly punched a woman five times in an altercation that he found himself involved in while he was in high school. It was a video that made many people angry, several people pissed off, and Albert Hainsworth say, that's my boy. (laughs) It also looks like that's where he learned to count to five. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, other defensive end, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney dressed as an inmate at a Halloween party in 2017 when he played for the Texans. The costume made a lot of people angry, but nobody was more angry than a naked Pac-Man Jones. He wanted it back. <laughs> uh, just stop. I'm not. I have nothing else for Javion Clowney. Stop it. You are, you are a professional athlete. You have all the money in the world. Change your fucking name. Stop. <laughs> stop it. He'll change it to Javion Ocho Cinco. Still better. Uh, defensive tackle, Daquan Jones. He looks like if Rondé Barber ate Tiki Barber. <laughs> he looks like Gay Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sculpted-ass beard. He, oh, yeah, it really is. Uh, defensive, oh, this fucking guy. Defensive tackle, Jack Crawford. He has alopecia, or as it's referred to in the Titans organization, reverse Steve Underwood syndrome. <laughs> He's got alopecia, which makes him fit in well with the Titans because they're alopecias of shit. <laughs> um, Jack Crawford, this is true. Jack Crawford went to school with Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame, which makes sense since alopecia sounds like a wizard spell. Wingardium <laughs> alopecia. And he looks like fun- something you would find in Hagrid's stable. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just Charlie Villain a way of doing a prank that no one's caught on to yet. <laughs> Villanoid performance art. I love it. <laughs> this is real dumb, and I'm going to fight with these because i got to get out of here. Uh, linebacker Rashawn Evans, uh, he punched Broncos tight end Jake Butt during a game. When asked why he disliked Butt so much, Evans said, I guess I'm just more of a tits guy. He got tired of being confused for Rashad Evans of UFC fame and decided <laughs> if he punched enough people, maybe, maybe someone would remember him as well. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, defensive back Malcolm Butler. Next to be punched. Yes. Uh, Malcolm Butler uh, famously worked at a Popeyes before he achieved his Super Bowl hero status when he picked off Russell Wilson. Not to be outdone in the fast food restaurant industry, Rex Ryan was once the head masseuse at Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. (laughs) I got nothing. All right. Uh, so we'll move on to some predictions and bullshit. Predictions and bullshit. May I please throw in one more generalized Titans thing? Yes, you may. I found out this counts as bullshit. This is this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, since 2018, I, not officially, but everyone thinks Tyler Llewellyn or that asshole. Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan. Th- their dickhead LT. Yep. Um, had a team motto that's for the boys. Okay. Um. And, like, they have, like, shirts and plaques and shit now that you can get. And it's really disappointing that they use that as a catchphrase when so many other Letterkenny lines were just laying around that they could have used, like, you're fucking up, bud, or it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was, we didn't even mention the fact that the Titans were a, the national COVID capital of the world for a couple weeks. That's true. 
and and they were like, yeah, what, eh, whatever. Like, like the G, the GM was like, yeah, a lot of people probably got it. We're not wearing masks. Fuck off. Yeah, the only time they ever socially distanced was any time Marcus Mariota was around. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to put that burn, but that was a tweet from a while ago. I like it. But yeah, uh, that's some fun predictions and bullshit. Um, so you got the Titans this weekend. Mm. Neil's face is accurate. Yeah. Derrick Henry's going to do a lot of He's the best stuff. football player in the world right well, now. It's, there's a reason I only, want, only wrote one burn about him, because I don't want to get fucking stiff-armed. By, <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. Norman, we appreciate you. Ha- we having you on. <laughs> Man, that's he's insane. He's the best football player. I don't want to predict anything for this. It's just going to be unpleasant to watch. Maybe with all of the Derrick Henry, that means the clock will run faster, yep. and the game will be over sooner, and yep. I can go do my grocery shopping at 3 o'clock. Yeah, and, uh... and A.J. Brown's going to get four receptions for 5,000 yards. That's what he does. It's like He's like Martavis Bryant in a way. He's like four receptions, 120 yards, and like a touchdown. And I feel like that's what we'll do in the Bengals game. Titans are going to maul us. Yeah, it seems very likely. Yeah, the money line, I think, is... Well, in the Titans' favor. So my prediction is going to be Titans four hundred and sixty-two, Bengals ten. I'm going to go with uh, forty-two to twenty-seven. My real prediction: I'm going to say thirty-one seventeen. That was my bullshit prediction that the Bengals will actually score twenty-seven points against the Titans. <laughs> yep. Thirty-five fourteen. Okay. And with one of those seven being garbage. Oh, yeah. Um, my P- Bengals player of the game is going to be uh, Mr. T. Higgins. I'm going to say 14 receptions for 15,000 yards. No touchdowns. Three fumbles. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I'm going to say 14 receptions for 14 yards because... <laughs> <clears throat> I just don't see anything good happening. Yeah, like the Bengals are already banged up on the line. Like Jonah Williams is out for a little bit because he hurt his neck. Yep. Um, thankfully, it's not as serious as they thought it was. The other thing is like week to week. Mixon, I believe, is day to day now. I, oof, we need something. Something. I mean, the receiver core has been good. AJ Green stepped up. Tyler Boyd stepped up. <clears throat> T. Higgins has stepped up in a big way. Geo kind of stepped up in a way. Burrow has been. Money. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a big Burrow stan. Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 panning out well. I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, but uh, yeah, this week doesn't doesn't not gonna track well. to be something fun to watch. I don't think so. Finally, I got to get out of here. So plugs, uh, Neil. What are your plugs? Uh, I I don't have too awful much. I I mean I'm on Instagram. It'll be some comedy stuff, pictures of food and my daughter in yep. that order. Uh, come to Bloomington. Um, come to the Comedy Attic. Uh, if you go to Club com- Rules, if you go to ComedyAttic.com for the weekend shows, they're streaming most of them. Oh yeah! So, so you can just wherever you are, uh, get a ticket. This Friday is Emil Joaquim. Rules. Uh, it's it's his like swan song. Move away till he moves back. Yeah. Show. <laughs> uh, this is VA Benner. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and then more importantly. Um, not sorry, sorry, Emil. Not more importantly, but more importantly, next weekend Caitlin Palufo is coming. She rule. Are you hosting for that? I'm not. Since I since I did Takar, I, d- I don't think uh, I'm getting that. I'm fucking going to at least one of them. Okay, she's a murderer. Yeah, 
She she hosted for Brian Regan when he was in town oh. a couple weeks ago, and she like just hopped on and closed out one of the contest shows when, because that was still going on. Slice and it like everyone like it's weeks later still talking about it how like how hard she murdered the room just like walked up like a fucking tornado and just I love that yeah. Um, I have a couple plugs. Uh, January 29th, I'll be at uh, Chameleon in Northside, right down the street from us. I'll be featuring. That's a fun sentence to say. I'll be featuring for William John DeVore the Fourth. Bull Billy. Bull Billy 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 Boy. I love that guy to death. Uh, this weekend, I will be at Next Next Next. It's either the Comet or Chameleon. I'll be posting on social media about that. You can find Lloyd and I on Instagram. Lloyd D. Johnson, I believe you yeah. are. Yep. Big Shubes on Instagram. Um, send us your burns every week. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So, Lloyd, Neil, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans. We, we like, like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals.